Hello, everybody. This is your girl, Donna D, a.k.a. The Urban Mommy, and I am back with another podcast. Today, I have a very interesting topic, and the topic of today is happy wife, happy life. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and my guest that I have on the show today is Miss Janelle Green, and she has a, a awesome story and it's just a lot. So you guys are really going to enjoy what we have today. So welcome, Janelle. Thanks, Donna. Glad to be here. Thank you. Okay. So my first question I ask everyone is to tell us a little about yourself. Who is Janelle? Where is she from? Quick yeah. story. <laughs> so I live in Vancouver, Canada on the West Coast, which is a very beautiful mountainous ocean, perfect kind of place. Um, I've been married for 18 years and I have the most magical, beautiful, sweet, sexy, all of it with my husband. Uh, my husband is my cheerleader. He's my inspiration. He's my muse. Um, I've also been divorced, you know, and so I have had a lot of experience on what not to do. Um, I have I've had to do a lot of healing, which, you know, I think we're going to talk about today and how going through that process of pain really propelled me to take a really good look at myself and come to terms with what it is that I actually wanted for myself rather than trying to fit in to this mold that I had been raised to expect myself to become like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Filipino and I'm Catholic. So it's like, I'm supposed to be like the perfect daughter. I'm supposed to become a nurse. I'm supposed to have lots of babies. I'm not supposed to get divorced. And so, uh, you know, now as a, as a life coach and a relationship coach, I really take a lot of the experiences I've had both positive and negative. Mm -hmm. to really support um, my clients who are kind of going through a similar journey in their self-discovery, self-ownership, self-realization, self-love, self-identity. And uh, it's a really powerful place to be. But if you've never been there and you don't know how to get on the other side of it, we often fall and fail. And so a lot of people won't even try because they're like, I'm going to die if I try. And so I really get to be that person who gets to hold their hand and say, come this way. I know a shortcut. <laughs> right. And really help them become the person they know to be, the parent they know to be, the partner they know to be, and the woman they know to be. Okay. All right. So I noticed that you say you are on a mission to save marriages. Yes. And heal families. Yes. Why? Well, when I was nine years old, my, well, so first of all, I grew up in a really amazing, with amazing parents. They showed me what love and partnership and joy and family is really about. They did everything together. They cooked together. They cleaned together. They went to church together. They even had a business together and they were super affectionate and, you know, cute and gross at the same time. Uh, but then when I was nine, uh, my dad cheated on my mom with my mom's best friend who had a baby with him and he decided to leave us 
to be with them. And I was nine. And, I, and I'm the eldest of three. And so I remember this day very vividly. I remember it was nighttime. I remember there was snow on the ground. Uh, and I remember being in my bed and my mom calling us into the living room. And when I got there, there was my dad and my mom and two sets of luggage. And my mom turns to us and says, kids, your dad is leaving. He doesn't love us anymore. And he didn't say anything. He just turned around, went out the door with his bags into a car that I never, rec I didn't recognize. And that was it. And in doing my healing, you know, as an adult, what I discovered that that little nine-year-old, and, and I share this story because we all have this, this in our life where there's a moment where life is great and, and amazing. And then all of a sudden something happens and now life is dangerous or people are dangerous or there's some traumatic experience. So this was my experience. So I re realized that in that moment, what I decided was I'm unlovable because I'm a daddy's girl. So I'm unlovable. Everybody I love will leave me. And I can't trust men. So with those beliefs that were in my subconscious, I didn't even know they were there. Guess what kind of relationships I had and guess what kind of man I ended up marrying. And now that I look back at it, you know, 20 years later, I look back and go, okay, I chose to be with this person because I didn't feel worthy of actually getting, finding the kind of man that I knew I wanted. I felt like I had to settle. And because I felt so unworthy, right, I actually put up with a lot of crap, which I think a lot of women do when we don't feel worthy. Wow. You said a mouthful. <laughs> like, literally, you hit lots of points with just that one story. And literally, I just finished a podcast, and we were basically talking about the same thing. And I was, I'm skipping around here because, you know, that was a good one. I was asking, did she think that all men cheated and she was saying if you think that that's the type of man that you're gonna attract that's right that's right so so what happened was uh so three years later my dad leaves and three years later he comes back and he says to my mom so my mom's a nurse he comes back to my mom and says i'm sick and i need someone to take care of me and this whole time that my parents had been divorced, or not divorced, separated, one of the most prevalent memories I have is of my mom in church on her knees almost every single day. It was like almost like every time we passed the church, she had to stop and she had to go in. And lots of times she was crying. Sometimes she was praying. Sometimes she was doing her rosary. But that was a, a very distinct memory I have. And so when my dad came home and said, I want to come home. My mom was like, yes, under the condition, two conditions. Number one, you never go back. You're here. You're here. And number two, we forgive and we forget. And they made a pact that day to never talk about it ever again. And because of that commitment and that promise for 13 years until my dad passed away, they never talked about it. They went back to being loving and my dad actually showed up as a better father, better husband. And we act before he passed away, we actually had a really, really great life. Now, fast forward when my dad died, you know, here I am thinking, okay, my trauma's done. My parents got back together. We got our happy ending. But as I go into adulthood, I realize, no, there's still a lot of stuff that I hadn't actually completed within myself around my dad 
right? And so like my trust issues were still showing up. My feeling like, oh, I can't find the kind of man I want and I'm gonna be single for the rest of my life. All of that was still there. And so that's kind of how my journey started was when I went through my divorce, I had this like come to Jesus moment where I was like, why is it? There's like a trend in the men that I was, I was attracting. And I'm like, this is no coincidence that I keep attracting men that I can't bring home and that my parents don't like. And so that was, that's how this whole thing started. Wow. Okay. So what is a marriage mindset? A marriage mindset is really going from a me mentality to a we mentality. It's really remembering that in those hard times, we're still on the same team. The problem is, is our ego and our worthiness tells us that, oh, he forgot to uh, take out the garbage. It means he doesn't care. It means he's lazy. It means all of this stuff that is actually has nothing to do with the fact that he forgot to take the garbage out. He forgot to take the garbage out, right? He made a mistake. He made a mistake. My, I make mistakes. My husband makes mistakes. We don't hold it against each other. It's just like, oh, hey, babe, you said you were going to go get those, those groceries and you didn't. Oh, honey, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'll go do that right now. Okay, great. Thank you. That's it. There's no punishment. There's no like emasculating or criticizing because at the end of the day, what makes a, a marriage so beautiful is the safety that we create for each other. If we don't feel safe in our marriage, intimacy, right? Um, trust, none of that can actually occur. If there is no safety, no friendship, no trust, you can't actually build the house of, of your dreams, the life of your, the, the, the family of your dreams on the shaky ground. But here's the thing is that most of us were never taught how to have great relationships. Most of us come from single parent families, from divorced parents who had their own crap to deal with. And so we create this generational trauma within our children. And so I'm really committed to healing the world because I know that once we heal this generation, all the future generations are going to have a better chance at actually being happy and healthy. Because here's the thing, Donna, there we are creating a society of children who don't believe in marriage anymore. They would ra- they think being alone is way better than being married. And that, that was, is very sad. That was literally my next question. My next question was, why do you think that people aren't getting married like they used to? Yeah. It's all of this social media. It's all of this just fear. Fear, 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 fear. And we wonder, well, how can we have love when all we do is think about fear? Like, so I'm, I'm going to share something with you. You know, I'm I'm in my mid-40s. And so my, my end of my life is becoming more and more, I'm becoming very aware of the time I have left on this planet, you know? And every day I think to myself, I don't know how I can love my husband more than I do right now. And the next day I love him even more. And in the back of my mind, there is a fear. I'm like, well who's going to go first? Can I handle it if he goes first? What if I go first? Can he handle Is he going to get married again? And all of a sudden I'm stuck in this fear mentality. And the impact of that is I'm not even present 
I am not present to him and his affection. I'm just like scared because I'm like, someday I'm not going to have him anymore. And so we get stuck in this mind of fear rather than a place of love. But if we don't love ourselves, how can we love other people? And that's why I, you know, to fix a, a relationship or a marriage, you got to go inwards first and clean that up and fix and change or whatever you didn't do in here before you can go out into the world and try to fix and change your husband, which by the way, you can't. So. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> all right. So you, you say you can't change it. I'm jumping around here, but I mean, it's a good conversation. So yeah. Put my notebook to the side. So you, you think that you can't change a man? Guess what? Do you, well, let me ask you a question. Do you want a, cha- a man to change you? Would, you? would you want someone to go, Donna, I don't like this about you. You need to change your hair. You need to change your clothes. You need to lose 20 pounds. And then I'll love you. How does that feel? It doesn't feel good. And men, I actually have a very soft spot for men. I worked in a man's industry for 20 years. And men cry to me more than women cry to me. I don't know. There's a thing I have with men. Like, they feel really safe with me. And one thing I can tell you about men is that they are just as sensitive, just as scared of rejection, just as scared of failure as women are. They just can't express it or they haven't been allowed to express it up until this point. But when they're given the place, what I hear the most is, I just want to be loved and accepted just the way I am. I just want to feel appreciated rather than you got to do this and this and this and this. Oh, you didn't take out the garbage. Oh, you didn't take care of your kids. Oh, you're a terrible person. It doesn't work. Right. And so I think we need to take responsibility for our behavior and realize that if we want someone to change, they got to be willing to change. But we got to be the role models. We got to be the ones to be willing to change. Like I talk to women who say, you know, I want more appreciation. Okay, cool. I want you to go today and go and appreciate your husband. And you know what I get back? I get the, why should I? He hasn't done anything for me. I said, well, why does he have to do something for me? Why can't you just go up to your husband and say, hey, you know what? You're an awesome guy. Thanks for hanging out with me. Thanks for choosing me. Thanks for being a great dad. He doesn't have to do something to be a good person and to get appreciation. So if, if that's what you want from your man, you got to be able to dish it out just as much as you want to receive. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to change the title of this. <laughs> <laughs> we about to change the title because it's, it's going a different way, but I like it. No, but you know what? That's But here's the thing. We can be happy when we're willing to actually get curious about what makes our partner happy. The problem is we make it all about me, 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 make me happy, make me feel good, make me feel I matter, make me feel beautiful. Okay. But what are you doing over there? Oh, well, I cook for him. Okay. Right. You want a cookie? There has to be more than that. And it has to come from a place of love, not a place of obligation. Well, he's the husband. He should do this thing. Well, yeah, maybe. But what if you were so loving and such a great wife and so appreciative of your man that he actually wants to do something? My husband, Donna, I don't have to tell him anything. He is so hyper aware of me and my needs 
that I don't have to ask for anything. So when my husband says, baby, I want to have sex tonight, I'm like, absolutely. Even if I'm not in the mood, even if, you know what, I will do my best to make sure my man feels taken care of. Because I know when I take care of him, he takes care of me. Let, let me say this to you. We, we, we had 16 minutes. You say you're a life coach, a relationship coach. Wait, it went out. You can hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. You're a life coach, a relationship coach or something, right? I'm yeah. about to hire you. Like, <laughs> you're like, you are good. Like, I'm like, she is good. I'm supposed to be the person doing the interview, but I feel like I'm getting therapy right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So let me ask you a question. So yeah. have you ever been cheated on? Did you, what, did you know? Have you ever been cheated on? I have been cheated on and I have done the cheating. I have done both. I, and that's why I have such empathy and compassion for both people. So I guess my hang up is it's hard for me to like love after someone's cheated on me. Like I've tried, I try, but, but I think it's my hang ups that I have inside of my head as well. It's just that that trust stuff. How, so how do you recover after something like that? Yeah, well, I think the first thing is you gotta, first of all, get clear about what is the, what is the conversation or the meaning that you are adding to the cheating? Like what is, are you, because what we, here's the thing about infidelity, okay? And this is from experience. This is from my own personal, my personal experience as well as working with couples on this topic. Infidelity is not the cause of a divorce. Infidelity is a symptom, not the cause. So you gotta get to what the actual cause is. When I talk to people who cheat, and I'm gonna, I agree with them when they say this, is the reason they cheat, the reason I cheated, was because I felt so unloved, so disrespected, so ugly to this other person who just seemed not interested in being intimate with me, right? So it's so easy to look over to the other side and go, you aren't doing your job. You're being a terrible husband. But I had to look at myself and say, why? First of all, what is it about this person that attracted me to them? Because sometimes we're attracted to negativity and toxic people, right? If we are not clear about who we are and our self-worth, we're just going to let anybody else through the door and put up with a lot of crap, right? If we're not clear about who we are inside. Um, but the thing is, is that people, everyone craves connection. And what I notice is a lot of women are so wrapped up in being the perfect mom. They forget about this other person in their life who also needs love and affection and attention. And of course the, the thought is, well, how do I even have time for him? Like I got this and this and this and this. So we gotta get responsible when we have an obligation called marriage and we're not actually showing up to that marriage the way our partner really needs us. And sometimes guys are just like, I just, I just want like, I just want her to make me feel like I'm, I'm also important to her. And I don't feel that. And so they go and sit back and I've met men who've been asking their wives for sex for five years every single day and getting rejected 
and then they go and cheat and then they get in trouble for it. Right. So really like, and then they feel bad about it. And I'm saying to them, well, I get it. I get why you feel bad, but at the same time, what else could you do? We're still human. Yeah, we have morals. Yeah, we know what's right or wrong. But at the end of the day, when all we want is to be held and kissed and made feel like we're special. And when we go home and we're invisible and abused and disrespected, yeah, you're gonna go somewhere else to look for that connection and that love, even if it's artificial, even if it's just emotional over social media. We all wanna connect. Right. So let me ask you, so when it comes to cheating and how we react to the cheating, how did you feel when your mother took your father back? How did you feel about, like, would you have done that? You were happy? I was happy, yeah. It, my, my, my family was so messed up. It was so messed, you know, like my dad would come to my school and try to see me and I would run away. And of course there's this like, okay, who do, you know, they kind of pinned themselves against each other. Okay, who do you love more? And when the judge asks you, who are you, who are you gonna live with? Who are you gonna pick? Like, it was just this like, and at nine years old, they're like, but I don't wanna pick. I just wanna be, I wanna go back to how life was before. And so, you know, I mean, I was nine. So I, I, I can tell you like sitting here, I felt good. I don't, I don't know if I was like, yay, but it was definitely not like a no. Um, but I'll tell you this, um, even when my dad came back, when me and my dad would fight, right? Cause we, my dad had a really bad temper. When we would fight, I would throw it in his face. I would bring back his old crap or I would tell him I hated, I hated him. And it all came from the unresolved ex- emotions that I had of the way he treated my mom and us. Wow. Okay. So, so you think it's okay to take someone back after cheating? If that's what you want. And, and I think it's, it's about what actually has integrity, right? If what you want is a husband that's loving and sweet and kisses you all over the place and and this man cheats on you, treats you bad, da 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 da, I'm not gonna say go back. Hell no. But if you say, Janelle, I love him so much and I I want us to be a family. I love him. I know he loves me. We just got some some crap that we gotta clean up and we just but we I know that he's the he's the man of my dreams. Can I save this marriage? I say absolutely. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what I think. It's really up to the person. Because if they're going to show up like, yeah, this is never going to work, then don't waste my time. I want to work with people that say, I love my family. I want to keep my family together. I do not want to go through divorce. Like I'm dealing with a lot of people who's, they are the children of divorced people. And so they don't want to do that to their children. And so they're coming to me and saying, Janelle, how do we break the cycle? teach me how I can be better than my parents. So those are the people I help. Okay, so when we're talking about trauma, how do you how do you break that cycle? You got to get to the source. You got to get to where did that trauma start? Cuz here's the thing. Most of our trauma as an adult is our partner triggers us, right? All the time. And a lot of times that trigger is actually they are not the source of the trigger. The trigger is my dad at nine years old. The trigger is my sister when she said that thing when I was 10 years old. Like my sister told me at 10 that I would make a terrible mother. 
and I didn't really think in anything of it. And then as I went through my 20s, I was so afraid of getting pregnant or that I would be a terrible mother. And I, I kept asking myself, why do I feel this way? Because consciously, I know I'm a, I'm a very loving and nurturing family kind of woman. And yet I have a belief that I would be a terrible mother. And so I had to really sit and ask myself, where did that thought come from? Oh, it came from my sister at 10 years old. And she was, you know, 12 years old. I mean, I'm not going to hold it against her. And so I went, I I said to her, hey, sis, guess what I just discovered? I discovered that I thought I was going to be a terrible mom because of this thing you said to me when we were 10. And she's like, I don't even remember that. I'm like, I know. But now I see that it's not true. It was created in mind of a 10 year old. And so now I can release it. The problem is when we have our thoughts collapsed with reality or our fears collapse with reality and we got to just unpack it and see it as two different things so that you can actually deal with what's so not what you think it is does that make sense yes definitely so basically see life for what it is and not what you think it is yeah right like if we like take children for example Mm-hmm. There's a monster under the bed. There's a boogeyman in the corner. It is for them super real. Until you show them, until you turn the light on and say, come on, let's look under the bed. Do you see anything? I don't. Oh, okay. So that fear is actually, there's no evidence of that not fear. Real. It's not real. So, okay. There's, I saw, I was listening to some radio talk show and they were talking about boyfriend and girlfriend if they're dating not just any relationship but if they're like have a serious dating relationship should they use should they have marriage rules hmm i mean are they intending to get married is that is that the and i i think that that's what i would have said i would have said if you are going to get married i would say you probably should because this now this is just me saying this so you tell me if i'm wrong or if you think i'm wrong if you're dating someone and you do intend to be married to them, if they are not being the person that they are supposed to be, it's not going to change because you say I do. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, here's what I would say about it. Dating, married, whatever. It is all about managing expectations. The problem is when one person has one set of expectations, Like for me, right? My ex-husband, I expected him to be home for dinner. I expected him to go to church with me, go to family functions with me. That was my expectation. But what he did was hang out in the garage till 10 o'clock at night, not come to church, not come to family stuff. And so now I'm upset, but because there was no agreement, he he didn't say to me, Janelle, I promise that I'm gonna go to church with you. So I can't get upset with him because there was no agreement. And so it's about setting expectations, right? And so that's similar when we're dating. It's like, okay, are we boyfriend or girlfriend? Okay, now we've set an expectation. Okay, now that we're boyfriend or girlfriend, let's just confirm. We're not sleeping with anyone else, right? Okay, expectation. Okay, next expectation. So it's all about communication and expectation. The problem is, is when we create an expectation, and not actually tell anybody and then get upset with the other person because they didn't read our mind. Right. So how do you know if a marriage or a relationship is worth saving? 
you decide you choose it is it is completely up to them because if you think you're gonna save the marriage you're gonna do everything and you're gonna fight tooth and nail for that but if you're like oh, i don't know are you gonna actually show up the same no you're gonna show up yeah some days good some days bad there's no commitment right, right. And so it's really up to the person to decide okay we're gonna do this the problem is is that people say they want to but then they keep behaving the same way they used to so they want to create a new outcome called forgiveness and love and reconciliation but they keep living in the past they keep bringing up they keep bringing up old stuff they keep punishing themselves punishing their partner not trusting them and so they keep they're stuck in a vicious cycle that never ends because no one's actually willing to be different to be better and to actually be vulnerable enough to say you know what i'm going to give you my heart again that's a tough decision it takes courage it does and honestly that's something that i still struggle with and i struggle with the forgiveness part of it not that i don't forgive i do forgive but i don't forget and because i don't forget and i'm i have anxiety if something happens and it's my spidey senses start to get to moving i'm going to automatically think negatively yeah well let me ask you a question donna what is your what is your definition of forgiveness in your words <laughs> in my words my definition of forgiveness when it comes to a relationship <laughs> we still together Well, what is the definition of forgiveness just as a concept to you? As a concept. I don't know. I guess I would to me the way, sorry. The way I would think, I would say just pretend like it didn't happen. That's what forgiveness is for you? Okay. So, here's the thing. Here's the problem and you just described it right now. Most of us do not actually understand what forgiveness is. We think we know it. It's like it's like communication. We think we know what communication should sound like and yet we suck at it. So forgiveness is one of these things that I'm really I'm really uh, passionate about because I know for myself that I didn't actually know what forgiveness was. I thought forgiveness was this thing you do when someone hurts you and then they got to come back and say I'm sorry and then I got to choose whether or not I'm going to forgive them or not. But that's actually not forgiveness. Forgiveness has nothing to do with the other person. Because when someone hurts us, whether it's intentional or not, we basically put ourselves in an emotional prison based on that thing, right? So when my dad hurt me for the next 20, 30, 40 years, I'm in this emotional prison where I every decision I make, that thing that happened to me is always humming in the background. so i actually haven't let it go and so it what forgiveness is really about is giving yourself forgiveness forgiving yourself for hurt allowing yourself to be hurt by someone else's actions and at the at the core of it is about you having freedom from the ball and the chain and the prison that you put yourself into because of somebody else. It's not about them coming and apologizing. It's not about them saying, "Oh my god, I made a mistake." That is actually not required. 
what is required is for this inside to begin to heal. But if we don't have compassion for ourselves, how can we have compassion for our partner? How can we forgive our partner when, if like, let's face it, we're beating ourselves up. We're saying, oh, had I been prettier, had I been skinnier, had I been a better wife, he wouldn't have cheated on me. But that's not it. I don't think my mom was a bad wife. That's why my dad cheated on him. No. I think he had nothing to do with that. But she could have made that. She could have made up those 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 stories that it was about her. And maybe she did. I don't think so. But again, forgiveness is one of those things that I think if we actually understood the benefit of it, we wouldn't be so stuck in being like, I want to forgive, but I don't know how. I want to forgive, but I can't forget. Well, if you can't forget, then you're still stuck in that prison. And you can't actually really, truly, truly be happy and really, truly, truly trust your partner if that thing is always hanging over, it's like this dark cloud, right? That you can't run away from. I feel like I need one of those red couches. (laughs) (laughs) Cause that's- It's deep. That's big. Yeah, it is big. But you know what? It's like when you can actually get the concept for what it is, it is so powerful. Here's the thing, Donna. Sorry, I'm gonna one more one more rant. We all want peace. Like when I ask people, what do you want for your family? It's happiness and peace. Right? Those are the two things that people say are most important to them. And yet, even though they know what there is to do, they won't do it. And so peace, to have peace is about not only acceptance, but if you were to go another layer deeper, acceptance is kind of easy, to be honest. Acceptance is pretty easy. The hard part, here it is, guys, listen up. It is letting go, letting go that anything is wrong. That's the part that people really struggle with. Letting go that anything is wrong? That is the part that everyone struggles with, right? People go, oh, I accept you, I accept you, I accept you. But yet I still have all these qualms about you and you're not this and you're not that, right? And so if I can actually let go that, you know what? Donna's perfect the way she is. I don't need to do anything, she's great. Then I don't have to work so hard to accept and I can actually just be with you. I don't, I'm not like here trying to judge you and trying to find all these things that I, I don't like about you. I'm just like giving up that anything is wrong. And it's a really powerful place to stand, especially when you can do that for yourself. You can actually look in the mirror and go, you know what? I may not be perfect, but I'm pretty great. And there's nothing wrong with me. My body is the way it is. My face is the way it is. My finances are the way they are. My kids are the way they are. Nothing wrong. It's when we make something wrong that we feel the suffering, the pain, the resistance. Hmm. <laughs> wow. I'm just it, I'm trying I'm getting I'm trying to get back. So you know, as you can tell I'm stuck on cheating. <laughs> That's what I keep asking. That's what I keep thinking wow. about. So I'm glad we spoke about the forgiveness thing because in my mind forgiveness was always just let's pretend that it never happened um but that's like you said it's not forgiveness so that's something big that I have to work on but when it does come to cheating because you said you cheated before 
like like why why do you feel that I know you said that we that they do it because like kind of go over that again like why do you feel people cheat do you think men and, let me say do men and women cheat for the same reason yeah yeah I've only met maybe one person who was a cheater because he was a sex addict. That was the one exception. But everybody else, it is just they so hungry for love. So hungry for connection. So hungry for intimacy. To feel love at the at the end of the day. And so, so that's right. mm-hmm. I'm sorry. So when okay, let's say you find out your person, your boyfriend, whatever, cheats. Would you want to know who and all that? Would you want to know those answers? Um, I might, and it doesn't actually matter. Okay, so it wouldn't, it, it wouldn't matter to you? You well, don't want to know? My question would be why? What would, what why? would that, how would that make me feel better? I guess it goes back to that thing where you were saying a lot of times we may take it upon ourselves and we put it on ourselves and we may say oh he cheated with her and she's this and she's that well the only reason why you would do that is so that you can compare yourself that's the only reason I would see you wanting to do that is like okay let me just see what my competition is let me see if she's prettier than me skinnier than me richer than me I don't know how that's going to make you feel any better or help you move forward personally now if you want to go do that Go do that. Personally, I got way more important stuff to do than think. But I get it. We want to ruminate. And I think if we're really honest about it, we we want to beat ourselves up. We want to punish ourselves because somehow we think it's our fault. So I'm going to look at all the reasons and evidence why it's my fault. And then I'm just going to keep ruminating on how I was never good enough. And I'm just going to play the victim role. And I'm just going to be sad and feel like I'm not enough. Because what? guess what? It's so much easier doing that than actually stepping up and saying, no, I am awesome. It's his loss. Or even, hey, you know what? I have something to be responsible for. I did not show up as a wife that I wanted to show up as. I did not. My husband gave me the signs that he really needed me. And I didn't show up. I, I made it like it wasn't a big deal. Or I made him feel... I I invalidated his emotions. I seem to attract very masculine women and very feminine men. And so the men are the very emotional ones and the women are like, cry me a river, right? They're quite, I don't want to say insensitive, but they're always like, come on, be more masculine. And they're kind of like, I'm just who I am. So like, there's this like clash, right? I'm trying to think if if that would be me. But I think with me, with myself, I have built such a wall around myself that I don't allow myself to be emotional because I'm just so scared that I'm going to be hurt. So I don't even allow myself. So that's what I, you know, that's something that I have to work on. I don't even allow myself to, like, see how you're talking about your husband? Like, I have a friend, uh, Letitia. I'm going to just say her name because I always tell her. She loves the ground her husband walks on and I love it so much. I just think that it's so cute. You know, like to actually be that comfortable with with love and be so confident in knowing that she's like, I love that man. Oh, six feet, whatever, however tall he is. I mean, 
and I like and I have a pastor at church he does the same thing about his wife he loves it and I, I love to hear that from you and I never do that because I always feel like I'm I'm gonna be saying oh I love my husband I love my husband and then I'll find out that he cheating on me or something Yeah, but are you saying I love my husband or are you showing him that you love your husband? Because saying it and showing it are completely different things. Right? Right. Right. Well, I, and I want to I want to be able to do both, but I think I have to get over that hang up of Yeah. He, like I'm going to be hurt. Yeah. I think that's that's what what stops me from giving 100% because I always think that I'm going to give 100% and then I'm going to find out that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And so you spend your life only giving half of yourself and then you wonder why your partner actually isn't all in and totally gaga about you because you're not actually even showing up. You're like, I'll give you 25% of me today. My husband and I are so vulnerable with each other. We cry. We make each other laugh. We do things that are extremely unattractive and embarrassing because there's so much safety in our marriage. And my husband's dad died two months ago and he comes to me and he says, baby, can I just cry on you right now? Can you just hold me? I really miss my dad. And I was really afraid that like a lot of men, when they're dealing with intense emotions, they shut down, right? They kind of go into their own little place. But my husband has been very articulate with me about how he feels every single day and he's like I miss my dad I feel guilt I feel all of these things and so he opens up to me and because I create the safety for him he cooks he cleans he pays most of my bills he will he will give me a pedicure if I ask he will give me a back massage he will do whatever it is that I want my husband to do because I give him the love that he needs from me. And so if you ask my if you ask my husband to describe our marriage in one word, he would tell you our marriage is easy. That's the word he uses. Okay, so I need to find out uh, do, when what is your the class? Do you give classes on this stuff? I'm actually, you know what? I'm actually doing a three-day event uh, in October. I'm actually just building it right now, but it's going to be a three-day event all around from fear to forgiveness and really about healing self, healing couples, and healing family. So both of us need to come on this. Oh, I can do this by myself because I want to make myself better. I want to make myself better. I want to surprise him. I love him. I really do. I do, I do love him. I love him a lot, you know. Yeah. But I'm just so scared to be vulnerable. I just don't want to be hurt. You know, I've been hurt. You know, like you said, that trauma. You know, I had a lot of trauma as a child. So, yeah. and I know how that feels. And I just don't want to go back down that road again. I'm just so yeah. scared. Yeah. And especially, can I ask you a question? Were you, did you ever feel abandoned when you were a kid? Yeah. So consider you haven't healed that part of your childhood is the abandonment. Because right now he's triggering all those abandonment feelings. You gotta, you gotta do the work. Before you deal with them in the relationship, go and deal with your childhood. Deal with that first. And break, come, yeah. to, come to a place of compassion and forgiveness for yourself. Then you can work on your relationship. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So let me ask my favorite closing question. Yeah. 
what would if you could go back and talk to 17 year old Janelle what would you tell her be yourself because you are freaking awesome <laughs> and I feel like my whole adult life has been trying to get back to my five-year-old self can I can I share one more story one sec Oh, yeah. Is that the queen? That is me and the queen Elizabeth when I was six years old. Wow. I want to get back to that six-year-old girl who chased the queen, even though it was illegal, <laughs> got arrested, because she was so committed to going and having what she wants. She's like, okay, I could sit here and do nothing and lose that opportunity that I've been waiting for. Or I can run after it and hopefully I don't go to jail. <laughs> and I got to be in the front news the front page of the newspaper that week. Wow, that's funny. That's cute. I love it. Okay. All right. So um I must say this was a, a pleasure having you. I'm thinking like I don't even know which part to chop up to make my little reels because everything was just so good. Thank you, you have helped me tremendously. If you don't even know, you have helped me tremendously. And I'm so excited because what I, the first thing I want to do is be better. So I want to be a better spouse. So I do want to try to open myself up and try to be a little bit more vulnerable. Because like you said, if I do better, then maybe he'll treat me. I'm not saying he treats me bad. He doesn't treat me bad. But I just want that, you know. Yeah, there's something yeah. missing. There's something missing that once you actually figure that out and apply that and become a whole new level of Donna, I promise you, you will get the same, you will get a different result than what you're getting right now. The problem is, is old Donna, the Donna that got hurt is the one that shows up every day. And that can't, that doesn't work. You gotta show up as the new Donna and so that you get a new result. Otherwise, if you keep showing up as old Donna, you're gonna get the old result, which is the same thing, which is the cheating, which is all of that stuff. Okay. So you gotta be better. You gotta be bigger. Right, okay. So please give us your, whatever you have going on. Do you have a book? I know you said you're gonna have a conference coming up. How can we follow you? How can we support you? I'm definitely gonna follow because I need to know about this October. Yeah, injury. so I'm on Facebook. Um, under Save Our Marriage. Uh, my website is saveourmarriage.ca. Um, I have an event coming. It's going to be a free three-day event. And it's really going to be around like relationships. Because I feel like a lot of us are missing the fundamentals of what a relationship is even about. So I'm going to be teaching on that. And I'm going to be workshopping it. And like it's really about transformation, not information. And uh, yeah, so they just just follow me on my website, sign up for my newsletter, so you get all of the updates as to what I'm up to. Because I'm up okay. to a, I'm up to a lot of stuff right now. Good. Is it going to be a virtual event? Yeah. Perfect. Okay. All right. So I am again. I want to say thank you. I feel like I need to send you a a, a check. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel like I, I'm sure my husband gonna say the same thing. Like, who who did you talk to? Yeah. <laughs> In fact, I'm gonna make him watch this. Yeah, absolutely. Anything I can do to shift shift things, right? Like I'm really committed to transforming 10 million lives before I die. And the reason I picked 10 million is because I know that when I make an impact with you and your husband, 
your children, your children's children, your children's children, their lives will be different when you guys heal what there is to heal. I love it. Okay. All right. Well, I'm telling you now, I definitely want to have you back on and we're gonna have an update episode this is awesome. absolutely i'm happy thank to you. you're welcome thank you so 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 much so you guys as i have a helicopter passing by i want to say thank you all for listening i know you have been like touched i hope y'all been writing down notes i hope y'all follow this lady i'm gonna like you the, you the bomb you, you thank you you're pretty good so i again you don't know how thankful i am for you to come on here so thank you and I'm just looking forward to everything. So thank you guys for joining. Like I always say, we're a little different over here. We're trying to help people. We're trying to save people. And that's all, that's what we're doing. I'm, I'm vulnerable. I tell y'all my truths. And I'm trying to save, you know, I'm fixing myself in the process. So thank y'all for joining. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, save all that good stuff. And tell a friend to tell a friend. And if the Lord says the same, I will see y'all next week. Bye-bye.